you remember, the ranch breakfast uh, is the cereal that Bill's champion. It's exploding with a kind of energy that's it's got more stuff in it uh, than toast, bacon, eggs, eggs, and toast and bacon and uh, uh, meatloaf, olives, <laughs> nuts. Horseman. Horseman. <laughs> this is Film Sack. <laughs> oh, sure. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Film Sack. This is Film Sack, mining the very depths of film entertainment for all mankind, episode 351, which is accurate. Last week, we kind of got mm-hmm. the number wrong. Uh, I'm Scott Johnson. Joining me today, Brian, he grew up getting up Dunaway. Ew. Oh, hi. <laughs> this week's movie is about a horse, a freaking horse, and his man, a horse man. Why a horse movie, you may ask? I'll tell you why I watched this dumbass horse movie. Because I made the mistake of revealing to my friends and the internet my distrust for these muscle-bound beasts of burden with brains the size of a human child. Brains, <laughs> by the way, which horses use to calculate how long they have to wait or they can stop pretending to be your friend and start kicking your ass into the ground. Puny human, you have hoof holes for a face now. Let's get ice cream. Look at me. I got the brain of a five-year-old with the body of a killer. I'm in your kitchen... Nay, nay, unpredictable. Anywho, I hope you enjoy my displeasure. Yeah. This is very good. By the way, were you saying that the brain is the size of a baby or a baby's brain? Baby brain. Okay, baby's brain. Got it. It's even baby's brain. Baby. Yeah, the b- brain do you, turns do you out. Really, would, okay, let's put it this way. How would you feel if suddenly somebody gave your baby a shot and he turned into the beast the size of a horse? What would you do? <laughs> Run is what you would do. Yeah, you get the hell out of there. Uh, well done. Also with us, Randy, does the mustache match the drapes, Jordan? <laughs> Aloha, Scott, Brian, Hi. Brian. Hi. All right, boys, I've rounded up everything you asked for so you can get on with shooting this here movie. I just need you to approve the final invoice. Let's see. We procured one used 1978 Starlight camper vehicle outfitted with room enough for a thoroughbred to ride in the back. Three used police motorcycles from a Nevada state surplus sale. One 18-wheeler with an old livestock trailer painted bright red in 1958 for some goddamn reason. A school bus and a whole mess of fairy lights. And we came in just under your total props budget of $85. Nice. <laughs> so, you know, if you count for inflation, it's like, you know, a couple grand now. Uh, well done finally with us Brian how much do they fine you for throwing 50 pounds of camera hardware into the river 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 ibit that's a really good question by the way another good question is uh, if the carpet are the pubes and the drapes yeah. are the is the hair then would the mustache be like a valance oh yes I can see that yeah okay. a valance oh my lord 
Well done. All right. Uh, this week on Film Sack, we learned that mamas should never let their babies grow up to be cowboys. Here are three reasons why. Number one, they walk around the Caesars Palace Casino and don't sit down at a blackjack table or spin a single slot machine or even play one hand of poker. I thought a cowboy's number one game was poker, but apparently it's tire statting. <laughs> number two, instead of dyeing their mustache brown to hide the gray, they do it to their headshots, which takes a whole lot longer. And number three... Number uh, number one reason, number three reason why mamas should let their babies grow up to be cowboys, they don't know how to pick up women. Literally. Yeah. It's right there on the movie poster. Yeah. Right. When does that happen? Never. It never happened Because in the you know when it was supposed to happen. It was yes. supposed to happen when she got on the horse, but for some reason, I guess they decided. Yeah. Oh, no. It was when she that. was, like, beating up on him. Uh, uh, oh, like when she, uh, that first fight they have? Yes. See, yeah, I, the little fist fight when she's whacking. That was he, that's when he, she, he like, I thought that probably, was a night shot. I thought that was a night it shot. It was a night shot. She never, he never lifted her up upside down like that. That never no, happened. She was we- when I, she was wearing that boots, it was when she was supposed to be getting on that stupid horse and she was all like, and she actually got on it. I was kind of yeah. like, okay. I think whatever happened there, it was cut from the film or they were horsing around, <laughs> horsing around. Uh, <laughs> or who knows? A, but it never a happened. version of the movie poster and I'm trying to find it right now. Here it is right here where they kind of show the evolution of that image. Um, one second here. Uh, it's on movieposter.com, oddly oh, enough. If it, if it's it about the, uh, to drop some knowledge and prove me wrong. All right, right. let's see it. Stay, stay tuned. Let's see it. Here we go. Oh. So here's, here's oh. the evolution of that shot. So <laughs> Okay. <laughs> it's like there. it's like Arthur Murray <laughs> Dance Studios moves it or something. It is. <laughs> it's Adult re- entertainment. You made it worse. Yeah. It's worse now. <laughs> it's worse. It's actually worse. Like before, it's just the shot of him with her butt in his face and her head. I don't know where that is. Upside down. Upside down under his crotch. It looks like he's crowning with a. He's making. He's birthing yeah, yeah. something over there. <laughs> How many? Giving her the, right. He's giving her the the Sundance Kid. If you know what I mean. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, That's a lot of blue jean material. That's all I gotta say. <laughs> Yeah, there's a lot of denim there, but the the point is that that's the one they went with. Like any of those others would have been more appropriate. Why is it recommended as adult entertainment on that thing you sent us? We need to post that somewhere so people can see that as well. No, it's just for parents to go because their kids don't, you know, I don't know. This was 79. This movie made a lot of money. It was the biggest hit of that season. Like they did real well. Yeah, Yeah, I never even heard of it until you guys dug it up and said, hey, we should do it on the show. We should beat this dead horse. If somebody were to say, name a movie with Robert Redford and Jane Fonda that begins with the word electric. I might have been able to pull it out. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't have been able to do it. I would have just thought boogaloo or other words that don't work. Right. Right. And ends with horsemen. Yeah. I actually I actually really enjoyed watching the film because there was like a trip down memory lane. Because like I say, I grew up in a household where my parents loved movies, particularly my mom loved horse movies. And so oh. this movie had been like rented on VHS and watched a couple times. And my dad used to quote something from the film to me, and I'd forgotten what it was. And then watching through the movie, I'm like, oh, wow, my dad quoted several things from this film. Like, wow. he, really, he really picked up on some of the lines in this movie. Was, was <laughs> this the, say, was, chicken livers for 79 cents? <laughs> Is that what he said? Was this, a, was this a, the origin of all that Willie Nelson music? Was it written for the movie, or was it just used here? Does anyone know? Uh, a bunch Couple of, of it yeah. was... Yeah, this was the first time a lot of it was was heard. Um, his cover a bunch of, of it, uh, 
yeah, it was covers. Like it wasn't like necessarily Willie Nelson music. Oh, right? Well, right. well, Midnight Rider was a cover. Uh, Mama's Don't Let Your Babies Grow Up to Be Cowboys was him, wasn't it? Yeah, that's an original. But is it? But I don't know if it was original to this film or if it came from before. Also, I gotta say, and I and I and I mean this with all sincerity, the best actor in this movie isn't Robert Redford. He's fine, but mm-hmm. it's it's Willie Nelson. He's really hey, good. It is this. Willie Nelson. Yeah. Hey, Redford was retired at this point. He was just doing his thing. So, Dude, they wouldn't so even Brian, film. This was at the point where Redford wouldn't even do a movie unless you filmed it near Utah where he was now living. <laughs> right, right, right. Unless he could sleep in his own bed. Yeah. yeah. He's like, look, if, if it's within a hundred, if it's, naked. if it's a hundred miles of Sundance, I'll do it. Otherwise F off. I'm not, you know, whatever. And that goes right. for Wilford Brimley, by the way, who was hanging out. I mean, when he saw him, I thought, oh my gosh, he's right in his neighborhood. Brimley yeah. owns a ranch in Hurricane Utah, which is right down near St. George. Like it's straight up let's find a neighbor who's really an actor who lives here right it's so crazy trivia uh that is one of the first bits of trivia is that and the fact there was such a tax break since it was uh redford's home area i guess he must have put some production money in it they uh, did he then, did he, yes, he so. not only that but they in this 70 through like 89 or 75 through 89 or so we were like we were we were becoming what um uh, atlanta is now like Atlanta right. is where everything's filmed, Walking Dead, movies, freaking Avengers, whoever, whatever you're making, you go to Atlanta because the tax breaks are incredible there right now. And it's and it's like Vancouver a little bit. And so we were that for a while. And we we had we had a lot of pride about that. We were like, yeah, Seventh Heaven's being filmed here. And guess what? Touched by an angel's getting filmed next week. And like it, we thought that was really cool. And then all that tax were stuff they, went were away. Were they all god related no many of them were uh... many of them were weirdly um but the but movies too like a lot of the movies that show up here and then suddenly those tax breaks stopped new laws were passed and everybody moved out and there was no more well there was less there's still some like westworld does stuff here and some other stuff but you know if you you need some sweet desert and westerny business there was no better place and no better tax breaks, and that's just not there anymore, which is unfortunate or fortunate. I don't know which. I don't know if I don't know if I want to have traffic stop whenever there's a, something being filmed somewhere. Yeah, right. Um, but right. So anyway, we kind of covered this a little bit. I'm I'm pretty sure I know the answer to this, but first time viewing this for all four of us, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. Right. Not, not for me. Oh, I, I definitely you, seen it. All right. Okay. That's that's what I was but, wondering. Uh, you were the you were the question mark. I knew Brian. But I, but I honestly, for, I did first and I, last. I, Go ahead. <laughs> I honestly didn't remember most of the film. I like I was like seeing it with fresh eyes except a couple of things. And those things were absolutely the the chase, you know, the the getaway yeah. on the on the thoroughbred out of mm-hmm. out of yeah. some little town sure. and the whole thing where he rides the horse off the stage and through Caesar's Palace and out onto the strip. Yeah. That whole thing I felt like I'd seen so many times. And I was I was looking around on the internet. It's actually because it's been it's been reshot in so many different pieces of like modern entertainment. Mm-hmm. Like there's yeah. a you know like a, whatever you Family Guy or uh, uh, Simpsons or whatever they they have you know done it shot for shot in so many ways that I yeah. I just can't help but, myself. But, but also last time you saw it, you were probably a kid. And I mean, you don't yeah. sit there and watch. You're not gonna watch. Fonda no. and Redford make out. I mean, you're you're gonna block that out. It's, it's like, nah. exactly. There Boring. there are two scenes in here that are probably very entertaining for kids, and that's gonna be the <laughs> the yeah, uh, yeah. the chase and uh, him riding through the casino on a horse, all lit up. Yeah. Sure. By the way, uh, done away with all the times you've been to um, Dragon Con. Anyone ever cosplay as uh, Redford in his whole <laughs> lit up get up? Lit up get up. Uh, lit not up, get up. Don't. 
like if, would you if they caught, did i wouldn't have known it that. yeah yeah i yeah. would i wouldn't have i wouldn't have known it that's I would true have been good like, point oh, yeah yeah now oh, that good i'm seeing point. it though i think it's a great it, it is a great <laughs> it is a great cosplay carry a box yeah. of cereal it'd be awesome yeah, yeah. right the i would bright, do that the brightly lit box of cereal is what makes yeah it. ranch uh, breakfast what a stupid name for anything it's got it's got toast and it tastes like eggs with dirt in it yeah By the so way, the most opportune right. moment to catch him and his horse stealing was when he's right. walking it slowly through a casino <laughs> lobby. Yeah, yeah. Oh off. no, let's stop he's him. Walking. I know. We'll close the doors. <laughs> so yeah, dumb. but that was. But the the point to that was it, it was saying, look, anything ridiculous can happen to Vegas, and people just cheer for it. They sure. don't even yeah. think it's something odd. Look, right? well, look, yeah, just they cheer for it. They go right back to gambling. <laughs> right, right, and just. <laughs> Everyone Sorry, looking on didn't know that he wasn't performing. They right. thought yeah, he was right, doing right. something funny. He was drunk, etc. Yeah, like no, he was. Yeah, <laughs> like that yeah, was the most. That was probably the most sensible part of the film for me. I I was actually surprised. I wonder if anybody else felt this. I felt like the movie was really rushed up to that moment. Well, like, they had to hurry up and establish that. Oh, he's burned out. His mm -hmm. career is nowhere now. He used to be cool. Now he's sold out. Blah blah blah. And yeah, I mean, it was a little. They had to get there quick. Boy, but that was a long movie. That. They covered that in the first five minutes with those all, all those cuts. It's yeah. like, yes. here's here's a guy that's not Redford that's riding something, and here's a belt <laughs> buckle he won, but yeah. it wasn't yeah. Redford. But yeah. it doesn't good... imply. Yeah, yeah. Opening credits are well done to establish the character without ever really showing you. I mean, you get you see him in the, like the face shots when he's doing the ads for the right. cereal and stuff. But it's a very good way to introduce the character without a whole lot of yeah. of narration, exposition, all that stuff. It's like, all right. Look. You see the slow decline of his popularities as he's, you know, the third thing under the Battle of the Bands uh, attraction yeah. poster. I yeah. always, yeah. I always appreciate a good, a good <laughs> intro uh, credit scene that helps establish your movie. I like but this, that. But I'm this talking about the a, first right. act of the film. The first act of the right. film just felt like edited all to hell to me. Yeah. Like oh, I kept yeah. thinking, oh, now I'm gonna find out how this relationship works. Nope. Oh, now I'm gonna find out what got him from there to there. Nope. Like. It was it was shocking to me, and I, I you know I'm used to modern movies that are edited really really tight, and then they the film floating. Yeah, they were teleporting characters like yeah. quickly. It's like oh we're in a day scene. Oh now we're at night, and he's punching her. What just happened? How where am I at now? Right. Yeah, yeah, it, it gallops all the way up until the point yeah. where Fonda and Redford are uh, <laughs> are basically together on their trek, and then from that point it is a slow trot. Yeah. And not only that, boy, count gallop to trot. Well done. Also, well, I'm going to quote that whole thing for the back of our cover box of this week's film. Set. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I can't use that for my Twitter post. Damn. No, <laughs> too late now. Um, but it, but it, it is a long movie. It's over two hours, like just a few minutes over yeah. two hours. But which it's a little. Well, long. You always have to ask the question: What's the filmmaker in this case, Sidney Pollock? What is? What are they trying to show you? What are they trying to you know get across with the movie? And all really he seems to want to do is show you southern utah like yeah. that's what that's what this movie is about it's, beautiful. it's about seeing the wild vistas yeah and it's beautiful saying, down there it's nothing this like was it. as much as i complain about the movie i don't want to watch it again please don't ever make me watch it again <laughs> it was a it, it was a good movie it was a well-made movie it was a good movie it's not yeah. but it's yeah. not one of those movies <laughs> okay horse <laughs> i can't believe the horse guy actually said it's a how good it movie was, how about it was a well-crafted movie huh? it's I'm gonna also I'm gonna also argue sure. that the horse is not the focus in this movie at all, and Absolutely. so that probably helped you a little bit. Is, is the horse uh, is very secondary? But, it's, the, but, but the as horse far as, is just a metaphor. Yeah. Yeah, but 
uh, I'd say as far as movies that like Westerns and things like that, this movie has more of a focus on a single horse, you know, maybe other movies like, uh, the black stallion and war horse and, uh, you know, a uh, uh, secretariat and stuff like that do have a, a higher focus on the horse. But I'd say as far as movies where you've got two big leads, Jane Fonda, Robert Redford, the horse is definitely third build. You know? Yeah. I, yeah. I'd say that's it's, true. It's, you know, the whole, the whole, the whole reason he does what he does is because of this horse it may not be the horse may not be the star of the movie but he's the catalyst for the movie i i agree mm -hmm. he should have been named catalyst here's the i'm gonna play uh <laughs> i'm gonna play scott fletcher's take so we can oh, get yeah. the plot and then after that I, i've got a, i have an immediate chick in the bucket that's the most obvious one we've had in in weeks so here here you okay. go the electric horseman Horseman. Horseman. <laughs> Sonny Steele used to be a rodeo star, but his next appearance is going to be on a Las Vegas stage, wearing a suit covered in lights, advertising a breakfast cereal. When he finds out they're going to drug the horse in case it's too frisky, he rides off into the desert. All right. Oh, it has wow. a, he has a almost like a half cold right now, and it sounds great when he has that. Right. Yeah. And they did drug the horse, right? Wasn't that the whole... Yeah they, yeah, they gave him tranquilizers. Yeah. Taurus yeah. tranquilizers are a real thing, man. That's a that's a deal. Oh, okay. That sound means we got to talk about the chick in the bucket right away. And for me, <laughs> right that away. is like straight up Willie Nelson. I don't understand how you establish him as this important oh, supporting yeah. character in the beginning. He's like his manager, basically. He's got a lot of lines, a lot of thoughts, a lot of stuff to say. He sings throughout the thing. And then, and literally in the movie, sings, don't let your mom yeah, or that, your kids grow up to be cowboys or whatever. Or your baby. Did that bother anybody else? But go ahead. Yeah, it did. It bothered me. But here's the here's the thing. Oh, he, really? He is okay, nothing. Let's talk about why in a minute. After they're <laughs> after he's in Vegas and she, <clears throat> you know, weasels her way around to try to find out where he might be. We're done with him. Like that's it. Yeah. He's yeah. gone. And yeah. it, by the end of this thing, he is Bill Bixby on the road looking for the next town. <laughs> and where's Willie Nelson? Like that. that bummed me out. I liked Willie yeah. Nelson in this, and I don't think he should have disappeared. It should have been more with him. Anyway. No, back to the, back to the 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 one more Willie yeah, Nelson you, song. Yeah, why didn't you I, like him singing? It's very it it bothers me in any movie, and this might just be my personal preference. Whenever a actor is also singing, yeah. it, you're constantly hearing their songs in the background. I can't I can't quite mm -hmm. make the connection. I'm like, am I supposed Un to be unless the <laughs> unless it's supposed time? to be the character? Right, right, exactly. Right. And right. I'm like, I'm, I get Takes disconnected. Like, yeah. What is going on right now? It's like a yeah. troubadoury kind of, you know what it is? It's that rooster in that uh, animated Robin Hood show where he's oh. just like walking around, Robin Hood and Mary, or, you know, whatever, whatever he's yeah. saying. And he was, uh, he, he was like that. To me, it was almost like he was narrating moments. Like he would yeah. earlier take all my heroes are cowboys. And then the very next song is don't let your babies be cowboys. Like, yeah. It was like this tonal shift, and then the music would match, and then there he it was. You, yeah, it reminds you that he's Willie Nelson and not yeah. not Wendell. The character. Yeah, right. yeah, which was otherwise, a pretty, you know, and like I said, the acting good. It's his debut acting. He's never been in a movie before this. This oh is the first God, time. Oh my God, it was so good. Yeah, I mean, it was great. Like a na great. he was so, a natural. So if, uh, he was probably high the whole time, but whatever. At some point, if Wilford Brimley, you know, before he sends him off on his way with his fifty thousand dollars, would have said something like. Uh, so um, hold on. Let me go eat some oatmeal. It's better than taking my insulin, good, because I don't want to get the diabetes. <laughs> but it's taking you right out of it. 
It, it, a little bit. If there had been a yeah, diabetes a commercial bit. right in the middle of that, I would have been like, what the is going on right phone. now? Come on in. Yeah. I, can't, I can't eat cereal. I get the diabetes. Yeah. I have to chop my foot off. But anyway. Uh, diabetes. Yeah, he's got the diabetes. Hey, uh, you're not going to take that $50,000 deal, are you? Diabetes. Okay, you're weird, but all right. Thanks for your help. <laughs> Yeah, no, he. Oh, uh, so I didn't expect fun. to see Wilford Brimley, but I always like to see him. He's no. great. He did. He was really young there too, as well. Uh, tell you who else I really hold on. Quick trivia question: What movie was Robert Redford and Wilford Brimley in together that was also significant, or that was way more significant? Uh, and I'll take your answers. Who's got it? Who knows? What was their big? And they worked directly together all through the movie. Who knows? Anyone know? The, the Natural. The Natural is the correct oh, answer. The ding, ding, ding. Well done. Good. Yeah. Thank you. I love that. Another movie. movie. Another movie I've never. I watched. love The Natural. Oh, oh I love it. I love it. I love it. It's almost supernatural. I'm afraid, I'm afraid to reveal my other disdain in this world because y'all make me watch the stupid movie. Are you going to say sports movies? Ooh. I'm not a big fan of uh, baseball. <laughs> all of them. I'm not a big fan of sports movies in general. Oh, no, I love a, a good okay. sports movie. Man. I love I'm them. I'm going to defend you. I'm going to defend you, Dunaway, because. I know what you're saying, and I think that there's there's a certain type of sports movie that I really like. Stuff like Friday Night Lights. Um, yeah, uh, it's the whole like where the where the sport. Uh, what was the one with uh, Cuba Gooding Jr. Um, Jerry Maguire? Right. Yeah, Maguire. It's it's it, sports it, it's a tangent. backdrop. Is is it? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I'll. You know what? I, I, I sound like a judge. I'll allow it. Uh, no, I I, oh, uh, I I agree with that. That that's a good point. I don't like the ones that are over glorification of the sport, like it's some magical place. But I do like them as backdrops, they, and I like movies like yeah, Miracle. They and, become they become too predictable, especially if it's a team. I mean, right. like it, it's it's just like oh, okay, well I got to win. I wonder lose, if they're going to overcome lose. all of their challenges yeah. and win the big championship at the right. end. Right? Well, yeah, they don't. Exactly. But they almost never do. That's they the almost never do. That's but true. they learn yeah. something. It's so trophy. Himself. It's so trophy that I would be surprised if I'm watching, you know, the replacements or Major League or something, and they actually do succeed. Yeah, and that's that's, that's the weird thing. Yeah, that's what's so great about sports is you don't know what's going to happen week to week, and that's what makes it great. And when you mm -hmm. take put in a movie, it's like eh, I kind of see this coming. Yeah, for me, so so for me, the 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 difference is I like movies sometimes if they're about a real thing or a real event. I'm way more into that. So I was really into Miracle. I thought that was an awesome movie. I thought the acting was great. It was really good about the hockey game uh, between the Russians right. and Americans in '81 Olympics and all that stuff. That was great. But then uh, I don't like Remember the Titans because that movie forgets that the 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 people in that movie are really paper thin. Uh, mm -hmm. As far as how they're explored and stuff, and the sport itself yeah. is the thing that's on display, and that kind of, I, I don't like that. Yeah. Don't don't uh, get me wrong. Go around, uh, if you like sports movies, it's great. It's fine. It's yeah. not for me. Yeah. Around the table here, favorite uh, favorite sports movie. Uh, it might Ooh, be Miracle for me. It might be Miracle. I love that one. Right. Dunaway. I'm I'm all about the Bad News Bears because that was the first time I saw a movie where the underdog won, and everything else is just derivative to me. I'm sure it wasn't the first to do it, but it was the first one I experienced. Sir Deluxe. Uh, I I want to like have a bunch of answers like best best ridiculous you <laughs> but you know what i'm saying like best ridiculous sports movie is is major right. league for me right but yeah. it's not a it's not a sports movie it's totally a comedy right it's only a sports movie though i mean i'd, I'd say yeah. you know if if the characters do more than one scene play a sport then okay. it's a sports there's movie. a there's a lot of baseball in major league so like if you hate baseball it's but that's that's true of all these i think that brian's thing is that he doesn't have like a side or a team 
in these mm-hmm. things, right? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. We Are Marshall is a objectively good film. But if you have anything to do with Marshall, like if you went there or you've just been a fan, it's a way better movie to you, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. I, I, the correct answer was Rudy. We'll accept Rudy. No, ah, King, Kingpin is go... the correct answer. Oh, Kingpin ah, is pretty great, I would dude. With you. I would actually say <laughs> that I would is actually... my favorite sports movie. <laughs> yeah. Because because the people in Big Lebowski don't bowl for more than one one or two scenes, yeah, and there's no true. you never do see the final championship that they keep talking about. If you did, it would be a sports movie, but they don't, so it's not. Yeah, you're right. You know, you're I right. Got, Kingpin's I more of a sports that, movie. I gotta admit, there's one more for me, and that's Sandlot, and it's just because the oh, characters are just so much fun. Also filmed here in uh, Midvale, Utah. I've been to that field. Yeah. It's much smaller than they're you just, think. Anyway, there's just so many categories. Like uh, Caddyshack sure. is is a great sure. farce. Tin Cup and yeah, and the wrestler, the Mickey Rourke film, is the most depressing sports movie ever made. Yeah. <laughs> I guess we uh, could even break it down million, at some point. Dollar, say, baby? Favorite, yeah. favorite baseball movie, yeah. favorite football yeah. movie, favorite golf yeah. movie. Yeah, yeah, you could do that actually. What about our favorite horse movie? Um, I have one. <laughs> oh, that what we're doing the oh, I have my favorite horse movie. You want it? We may as well yeah. let's rub this in because Dunaway didn't have near the near the rub it in or rub it out. Rub it in to you. Hey, rub it out on you. Whoa, what? Here's what hey, I'm thinking. Uh, horse movies. My favorite horse movie, probably. Oh shit. Okay. Um. Oh, this is yeah. hard. This is harder than I thought. This is harder yeah. than I I'll, thought. I'll do oh, I know. Hidalgo is my favorite. I like that one. That's a good movie. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Uh, War Horse for me. Good one. I never saw that. I probably like it though. Yeah, it's like a you know, it's a nomination, an Oscar uh, best Steven picture Spielberg's nomination. Got it was a yes. Spielberg deal. Spielberg. Yeah, even more for Brian to avoid. And tell you know, talking about your movies where the horse is the star, boom, that's a movie where the horse is the star. Okay. Right there in the the, uh, the the title, yeah. boom. Yeah, Hidalgo is kind of they sh- you know it was the horse and the dude, so it's it's not yeah. quite the same. This, sure. this movie, watch this, and it's got David Thewlis in it. Oh, really? Yes. Okay, I'm in. And Benedict <laughs> Cumberbatch. Cumberbatch. Cumber, Cumberbatch. Cumberbatch. I'm, I'm caught between Black Stallion because it was that movie I was shown as a kid over and over. Yeah, yeah. And uh, The Horse Whisperer, which is just an objectively great film. Uh, yeah. uh, <laughs> <laughs> you probably also like The Notebook. Yeah. Uh, not after the first viewing. The Notebook is a movie you can really only enjoy one time. <laughs> that, after after you realize the horrors of the end of The Notebook, <laughs> yeah. you'll never again love it. <laughs> oh, I know a movie I'm going to give running up to just because I liked it when it came out. And maybe it's because my kids were super little or whatever. Nick was only two. But I really like Spirit, Stallion yeah, yeah. of the Cinema. Or... We got Spirit. Yes, we do. We got Spirit. Stupid. Movie. It was a cool animated movie, and it was like I guess that was DreamWorks, but I like that. Look, I, mean, I just look. I just googled horse movie on Google, and I got like back about fifty results. And I'm looking through a list of movies, all of which I hate. Uh, the only movie that really stands out is Racing Stripes, where it wasn't a horse; it was a, a zebra a, pretending a zebra. to be a horse. That's right. <laughs> maybe you would maybe you would enjoy yeah. 1993's The Silver Bumbry with. Uh, um, What's his name? Uh, uh, Maximus Prime. What's his name? For right. Russell Crowe. Maybe you would yeah. like this strange uh, tale from Maximus Prime. <laughs> I, I gotta give it. I gotta give it to you, Scott. Coming coming up with Spirit Stallion of the Cimarron is a great answer. It's a great. That movie. is a really fun, enjoyable film. Yeah, it's got and, heart, and it's got got the whole Hans Zimmer score mm-hmm. going. Okay. Yeah. All right. I swear to God, 
I'm not making this up. You you still have your Google list up there, Brian Dunaway? I do. I do. All right. Next. So the very last movie, when you look at the whole scrolling list of movies, the very right, right. last movie is The Electric Horseman. Do you see what the second to last movie is? Uh, you know what's funny? Mine's second. Mine, mine is listed differently. No, it's like the yeah. third from last. I have three at the end of that. Yeah. Oh, really? What, what have you been Google searching? Google. Uh, <laughs> yeah, my, mine, yeah is, well, mine is mine is mine is the very last one after Electric Horseman is the Horse Boy. Oh, wow. okay. Mine, mine is Lady Hawk. <laughs> okay, what mine and I swear to God, I'm not. Making, I think I'm going to take a screenshot of this and post okay. it. My second to last one is something to talk about with Julia Roberts. Wow. Nice. Oh, get out. I, I'm dead serious. I'm taking a screenshot of this right but, now. Because but, yeah. Nice. Let's make sure we all agree that Thank Lady you, Hawk Google. is not a horse movie. Yeah, no, it's not. Well, no, There's a horse no, in it. It's a hawk movie. Yeah. It's, <laughs> hawk. it's a female hawk movie. Yeah. It's a female, uh, it's a shape-shifting hawk movie. Yeah, it's not a horse movie. That has horses in it. That's not the same. That's like saying that Lord of the Rings is a horse movie. It, that doesn't right. make any sense. I'd yeah. say, yeah, those shouldn't be on the list of horse movies. But neither should that yeah. Julia Roberts thing either. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know, it's... It's not a horse movie, but it has a pretty good happy ending, uh, at least for the horse, the never-ending story. Oh, the I'm horse. glad that yeah. went that direction and not some of the yeah. weird thing you saw. By the way, speaking of the horse from Electric Horseman, I, I just realized what uh, what the problem is with the first act being so quick and the second, third act being so elongated, and that's that the movie's called <laughs> The Electric Horseman, and it's old, and I'm used to seeing modern films where the whole movie would have been beating this guy down and then finally he gets redemption at the very end. Yeah. And instead this movie, he really gets redemption before we even get to the middle. And it's just a matter of walking the path at that point. Sure. You know what I'm right. saying? Sure. You know. I did like that about, I did like that about the movie. Do you guys ever see the horse in the gray flannel suit? The Disney movie with a uh, very, very young, like super young Kurt Russell. You guys ever see that? No. Oh, wow. It's sure one of his old, no, like... It was like a Disney thing. Oh, there it is right there. The horse, 1968. Yeah. The horse in the also, people, people sometimes forget that uh, that man was nothing but Disney in his young young years. Oh, big well, time. I mean, doesn't it, it feels like, you know, uh, the, the shaggy DA and, like, yeah. you were basically saying, let's make another movie where we take an animal and we put it into human stuff. <laughs> totally, totally. That's They had a whole trend of that. And Dean Jones, yeah. who's, ironically, you just mentioned the shaggy DA, was the... That that's him. He's the dog in the Shaggy DA thing. He was in this also, and I remember loving this as a kid. I'll bet it is utter garbage though. Now I bet there's no way this is good. But I had high. I saw it like on you know some Saturday afternoon channel thirty thing once in a while or whatever, and I remember just thinking, oh, this is great. That horse is really smart. Now I think I hate it. All right. You no, know, we I haven't wanna... talked about even What's one that? time yet. Other than like mentioning her butt, Jane Fonda. <laughs> <laughs> Can I Barbarella? Just... I, I, you and I are you and I are going to the same place right now. I just want to point out on IMDb, there is a review that talks almost entirely about Jane Fonda, and the title of the review is "Seen This Movie a Hundred Times." Yeah, and you have, but that's okay. This person has seen this movie a hundred times. Why wow. would you do that to yourself? Why would you do that, that to yourself? It's because they, they like the love story. I mean, it's a, wait, you know, yeah, is, go ahead. Is it good though? Do they mean, do they mean, I need clarification. Do they mean they feel, they feel like they've seen this movie a hundred no. times or no. they have watched <laughs> this particular movie a hundred times. This, good point, this, yeah. this reviewer has seen this movie a hundred times. And the very first thing he says is there, there was, uh, the, it needed even more Fonda and that, 
if you didn't like Jane Fonda, you're forbidden from ever watching the movie again. Well, I like Jane Fonda fine. I mean, she's fine. I don't know. I, I, I always found her yeah. a little bit like in real life. She, well, I found in real life she'd drive me crazy. Like she's I couldn't. A little abrasive. Yeah. <laughs> she just all hello. What's going on? Blam in your face all the time. Like I don't think I could do that in real. Why life. Why aren't you working out? You should be working out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you should be working out to here, put on these put on and, these sweat and ankle one, things. And two and one and two. Here I no. got a spare set of leggings in the trunk. Here, put these on. <laughs> no, her that image has really not been helped by uh, Grace and Frankie. That, oh, that, yeah. Has, yeah. that has kind of skewed yeah. your idea of Jane It's Fonda. just what she does, though, and it's fine. She can do whatever. But they, they come from a time, Jane Fonda and Robert Redford both come from a time when you were supposed to be an absolute jackass, but then you found somebody that would treat you like a baby. And but you liked it for some reason, and yeah, so yeah. I don't know what that time frame is. I don't but either. But you're right. That's a you just put it in words. The thing I was trying to. It felt very, I don't know, uh, really abstract in my head, and I haven't been able to put words mm-hmm. to it. That's exactly it. There's an era of films and stories where people who are abrasive, uh, confrontive, uh, you know, otherwise just on fire all the time the whole story revolves around them running into somebody who like you said treats them like babies and then they like it it's weird like it what is that that's a weird psychological weird thing there it is you know what that is i'll bet i know what it is and 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 i have zero right to speak about this but i'll bet it's like meant to be a remnant of the 60s and 70s um Mm. uh women's movement where you yeah. ha- where you had like we're not wearing bras because you want us to we're not doing this or whatever you know it's also very stereotyped in my head because I wasn't even alive for right. most of it but but all of that stuff then has this knock on effect of but you still need to be wanted and you still want to cuddle with somebody you still want to be um you yeah. know you still want and Robert in- Redford to think to 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 see through all this and see that inside you're just like everyone. You know what I mean? Like, I'll bet that's, yeah. that's something there. It, it was in full swing, uh, in the late seventies where we were trying to figure out were men supposed to be sensitive, were women supposed to be in the workplace where, you know, and it was just like, but okay. how far, how far do you go in one direction before you lose all identity in the other? And yes, yeah, so we were struggling with you're, that. You're, you're, you're saying like, this way better I, than I am saying it. I so, just want to, I, I just want to clarify. You're talking about, the portrayal, not the substance. Oh, because right, the substance right, right. goes all the way back. No, like, purely, the purely betrayal. Century, yeah. In yeah. the 19th century, we had the idea in books of the oh, lone, yes. the lone cowboy with a rough exterior, and the the tough woman who you know has to be tough because she couldn't survive while he's out on the range otherwise, yeah. and all this like like these are these are actual things. Like people actually lived this way. Yeah. It's in, a tale as old as time. West. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, Which is I, on I, Netflix. I, I'm, I'm saying I don't think it. I don't think it, it comes at all from any women's movement. I think the 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 women's movement affects the art that you're seeing, especially at, uh, you know in 1979. Yeah. But right. the the substance of it is you know. I totally agree. It's much bigger than that. Yeah, that's and entirely my. That's entirely my. Back Forest, Randy thinks. But yeah. but also but also. <laughs> It's it's worth pointing out this movie subverts some of those tropes. This movie, for instance, uh, it has Robert Redford be vulnerable from the very beginning, from the first time you see him, and he's drunk and his boys are trying to put his clothes on him. Yeah. Like you, you, <laughs> he is not a capable person. Yeah, and no. he, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, and, and so like 
uh, it also subverts the those tropes with her, where she falls in love with him a little bit, but at the end of the movie, is she riding off in the no, sunset with no. him? Hell no. No, they don't end up together. It's that I like that. I like that yeah, they didn't do. have to that's make nice, that. That's a nice breaking of the script. Especially too. right after we just saw uh, Riding Lawnmower into the Sunset movie the week before. <laughs> <laughs> so it's good to see that, right? right. Like, but I, but I, but you're you're totally right, and it's the whole point of the movie is for both of them to. I I felt like the message was, hey, when you get out into the raw world where there's no conveniences, you're out in the middle of the desert, and you got to just survive and take care of the horse's legs and you know your food is just barely there and you got to sleep on the dirt and all this that everybody becomes their primal self and in his case he's a this is where he belongs he's going to survive and make himself thrive and she on the other hand has to humble up learn how to ride a horse not be a city girl and it's mm -hmm. it's this idea that the, the 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 uncredited character of the of the untamed land you know, yeah. swoops in and says, "Here's who you really are." Because on my right. face, you can't be nothing but. Right. Is... Right. You know, the really interesting comparison, yep. the, the interesting comparison <laughs> for me, is between this movie and Bad News Bears. Yeah. Because what happens to Redford's character in this movie is he sobers up. Yeah. And he's right. the first or third of the film. He's just drunk as can be, and he sobers up and he becomes like half normal person. And Bad News Bears, same thing. Walter Matthau is a drunk. And, you know, in the in the last part of the movie, he's he's portrayed as as being a better man because of the fact that he, you know, gets away from the bottle. Yeah. This is like <laughs> yeah. I, I wonder why they didn't give us a little more of that in this film. Mm -hmm. Why that? Well, I, well, the question is this the, the from the trivia we read, uh, the production was breakneck and uh, Sidney and Pollack was writing uh, like the the script every day before they were filming, mm -hmm. you know, he was filling in stuff. So, I mean, it was, it was a little rushed considering that is amazing. Uh, it's an amazing film uh, yeah. from the, from what we saw behind the scenes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He did a great job. I, yeah, it, for sure. Yeah. It's also, you know, I got to give the, whoever's doing photography direction here yeah. some credit. It looked real nice and the film course, transfer looked yeah. good. And when you weren't in town and looking at people's weird afros and high heels and stuff, <laughs> you, you got a sense that, Oh man, that is just, beautiful down there what's funny is uh they show saint george briefly where he's kind of on a chase with the cops uh that is <sighs> so not what that town looks like now like i can't uh, the, yeah, i can't imagine everything with the cops was just terrible yeah but it looks so different now that whole place has developed so and part of me was sad but part of me was like also you know it's at least it's not such a dirt water dump anymore Hey, you guys Hello. remember during the 70s when <laughs> when uh when serial conglomerates were were the big baddie? That's right. who you had to really General worry about. Bills. Yeah. Oh, it you was know, that was know, different times. Yeah. What was so what was so wonderful to me was seeing Las Vegas before the explosion of building oh. in the late 90s. The like yeah. I just I couldn't get enough of the the exteriors because they were right. it was really well filmed. Mm -hmm. It was. It was beautiful. And yeah, let's talk about that because I I can't you know, thinking about the days when there was nothing north of Circus Circus, you look north on the strip from Circus Circus and you don't see uh, the stratosphere. You don't see like the wind and the encore and all that stuff. I, well, I guess north of Circus Circus, you don't. Right. But you do have your slots of fun and you, which right. strangely is still there. Yeah. 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 But then you look south from uh, there's a shot where you're looking south from Caesars. And I think yep. you see maybe the Aladdin and then nothing. No Mandalay Bay, no 
Excalibur, New York, New York, none of that just stuff. Desert. I love that. It's just desert. It's crazy. Hey. I totally. I would love to go back to 1979, Las hey. Vegas, because I feel like I'd I'd clean up. It was before they started doing <laughs> three two blackjack, changing things. If you play perfect blackjack strategy, you could you could go back to 1979 and and oh, take you, the house oh, for everything. Dude, you fit right in. Oh, and and I remember, you know, I remember before all these things. I remember when the Dunes was still standing before right. it was even knocked down to make Bellagio. And I remember going to Las Vegas the first time I went uh, when Caesar's Palace was one really one building. Yeah, and right. that was remarkable to see. Yeah. Like. Now I was like, oh wow, you can't even really see the fountains like this. <laughs> no, bar- they're barely not- there. They're barely there. Yeah. They're sort of and like this a- weird afterthought now. It's so and, weird. And so, so there's a whole where's uh, where's Robert where's Sonny bit uh, probably drunken Barstow thing, and then he shows up late in a car and he's just cruising down the strip. He turns into little uh, into Caesar's Palace. Yeah. Right. He just turns into Caesar's Palace without stopping for foot traffic at all, yeah. and and just right up and right up to right the valet, up to the front door. Yeah, like oh my god, like, I I held you, my breath. Like you could leave, you could just leave your car there to the valet and, and walk right in. It's eight mm-hmm. steps. Yeah. From the, <laughs> yeah. Hey, to the door. I've never been to Vegas. All I know is that I felt like Vegas Vic. Like came to life in this movie. Is that <laughs> that happened? Was that, that something big that happened? Neon... Yeah, the Neon Cowboy. He's not there anymore, yeah, is he? What, there was a movie. Yeah, was... Now I have to get rid of him. Yeah, down to Don he, Fremont. He's, he's, he was text? downtown for a while. Well, yeah, he was down in Fremont for a while, and he's not there now. I didn't. Yeah. I, I was there last trip I went. He's nowhere now. I don't know what yeah, happened to him. I think they've got him at Neon uh, at the Neon Graveyard. Mm. <laughs> yeah, that sounds right. Because they had, real like, they had him at Fremont for a while, and then something changed there. I don't remember what happened. Yeah, Vegas Vic, and there was another. There was a woman too, the Silver Slipper woman, and can't remember. She, she might Vegas still. Vicky? She might still be down by that. What is it? D, the D or whatever. Yeah, Vegas Vegas Vicky is what Gulch, she's called. Gulch, right? Glitter Gulch, Glitter Gulch, maybe. I so forget. I, uh, Brian, I paused the movie, and I and I just took in. There was a <laughs> shot too. where you're where you're just above Circus Circus, looking south, yeah. and I was just like, wow, you could see Desert Inn. You could see the silver slipper. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you yeah. could see Sands. Aladdin. And uh, there was another. Oh, the Holiday Inn. The yeah. Holiday Inn was huge. Yeah, it was right. like they filmed this in Vegas. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was yeah, cool to see used, all that stuff. I like that. And it used to be um, uh, it used to be a thing for me, or it kind of still is a thing for me. Whenever you watch a movie that takes place in Vegas, and you sort of have got somebody going down the strip, either walking or driving or riding a horse, and they always do this thing where it's like, okay, now they're at Bally's. Oh, now they're at Mandalay Bay. Okay, now they're up at the, yeah. you know, at the a, Sahara. An hour later. Yeah. Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but it's like cut to look like, you know, you yeah. got these different shots looking at them from different angles. And there's always a different casino behind them. Yeah. This one actually, at watching, it's like, oh, yeah, this is this is exactly the path you would take. You'd go Caesar's Palace, the Stardust, rest in peace, Stardust. Yeah. And mm-hmm. um, probably and easier to film. Probably easier to yeah, film then or right. something. But Probably. I just, I, well, I, plus you have a horse as opposed to like, all right, we got, we're burning daylight here. We need to get this horse. Yeah. Uh, back to the thing. It's so but weird I, though. I there was just a time that Vegas Vic was on the strip. It was so, so, well, it was still down on Fremont location wise, right? Right. This movie actually starts your view of Vegas on Fremont Street. Yeah. And then yeah. it just suddenly teleports you to the strip. the strip. Yeah, you're on the main strip. But the strip, oh, that's really weird. It makes it, uh, I like to go back in time and just walk around there. Or you know what I wish mm-hmm. Google Earth would do? I wish Google Earth, because I have the VR version of that, and it's awesome. Uh, you can go just zoom right down to anything. Walk around Vegas in modern day is really neat. 
in VR, yeah. but have time frames. That would be so cool. To right. Go back have to, the ability to, to walk down 1979 oh, Vegas. That'd be great, dude. I'd love it. Yeah. Wear bell bottoms in VR. <laughs> that was about, I want to say, let's see, I think I was about 11 the first time I went to Vegas. My grandparents took me and and inadvertently took me to a nudie show. Mm. And I think it would have been 1981. So it would have been pretty close to this time frame. We stayed at the Stardust, um, but we went to see a show at the Flamingo. So I just, I want to ask Brian Dunaway, you said you've never been to Las Vegas. Is that because you've lived and traveled east of the Mississippi your whole life for the most part? For the most part, yeah. it's far away? I lived in Phoenix for a while, but I was so busy working, I didn't have a chance to stop and go do anything entertaining. So, yeah, going to Vegas is kind of like, hey, Brian, how you want to you want to take a whole week to go to Vegas? Oh, no, I'm good. No, never take it. <laughs> never do a full week in Vegas anyway. That's my no, recommendation. Yeah. But I would go if you ever went. I would I would make sure that that's when I was able to in go down there. Heartbeat. I'd love to yeah. go down there with yeah. you. And this is, I always make this deal for friends and family. And that is, you know, I live a four hour drive from Las Vegas. It's nothing to me. If you're ever going, tell me and I'll show up. But then friends and family always tell me, oh, I forgot we're in Vegas and it's Wednesday evening. I'm like, yeah. all right. Yeah. Yeah. No, I've, d- I've done that to you. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, it's, it's really fun. It's only five hours from me. So if you ever do, Dunaway, you just let us all know and we'll have a little film sack reunion down there. Be great. Oh, Let's yeah. go to Vegas. Yeah, it'd be really fun. All right. Two days, three wanna, days max. I want to punch Boom. Jane Fonda. That's yeah. a ride, right? Oh, wait. Hold That's on. Ride. That was a okay. that punching Jane Fonda in the face. Kind of hardcore. <laughs> let's, 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 talk about, let's talk about that. I, I, was, yeah. I was really taken aback by both that and then later in the film when she realizes that he's mad at her and he thinks she's betrayed him, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and she just yells at him, I, uh, slap, slap me, hit me. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. whoa, yeah. what's going yeah. on here? All of that was t- tonally shifty for me. I was like, wait a minute. where, What, what territory are we in now? Maybe in the 79, people are like, oh, yeah, this is a Saturday night at my house. I don't know. But for me, I was like, ooh. That used to be a thing in the movies. You used to have you know, a hysterical woman, and then a guy would slap her. And, yes. then, it would be, and then everything would be better. Yeah. Get a hold of yourself, woman. Right, <laughs> but that was, that was horrible. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Say it wasn't horrible. Yeah. It just used to be a thing and it was more accepted. And I'm glad it's not now because that's terrible. Because that's what you would do. You would you would grab a hysterical woman, shake her a couple of times, slap her, and then y'all would be kissing two minutes later. That's yeah. how you yeah. that's how you made the loving. Yeah, which sucks. It's so stupid. Yeah. And I even I listen to these radio dramas all the time from the forties and fifties, and they're full of that stuff. Just tons of yeah. it. There's yeah. always some hysterical woman in the in the play, and the guys I always wanna... get a hold of yourself, smack. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't know what came I over just, me. I, I couldn't believe that Pollock wrote her demanding that he slap her. Yeah, like yeah. that just blew my mind. Yeah. And of course, the whole thing—the whole thing revolves around he lied to her, or he allowed her to be lied to about where he's going, and then she comes around to being allied with him. They have sex, but the lies keep going. Like she, he, you know, they don't ever really tell each other the truth until that that climax scene where they're yelling at each other. You think they were full and, on doing it? You think they were doing it? Yes. Okay. Like, yeah. All right. You, the characters or the actors? The characters, <laughs> not the not the actors. I mean, my point is this was like one of those movies where like yeah. we kiss and we fade away and the implication is oh well they probably did well, it. No, we get the we get the the blurry scene of um like them them kind of you see a lot of skin. You can't kind of tell what's going on, but it fades yeah. back and forth between that and them trekking on the trail and I think that's like 
All right, this is as close as we really want to get to showing these two um, these two yeah. doing it. That's all, right. all we need. Now yeah, we don't need the full show. Thus, I, thus bringing us to yeah. this sound. <laughs> Scott's least favorite thing in the movie, the thing that grossed him out the most. Oh, okay. so many things. The idea of uh, people out in the middle of the desert for who knows how many days they've been out there now. Yeah. They yeah, are all eat, eat, eat nothing but beans and liquor. Yep, just disgusting hair of the dog, nasty ass people doing it in the desert. That is gross. So there's my gross thing of the movie. But when you're, when you're, you don't have a toothbrush yourself, and your partner doesn't have a toothbrush. Ugh. Does it even matter? Like, it's, it's I mean, like, if you're if you're all eating beans, I mean, it's all going to taste like your yeah, mouth anyway, exactly. right? Exactly. <laughs> it's horrifying, dude. Uh, everything you just Man, said. You, were, you, were, you never went to high school, and you know if you was eating Doritos, you you fed your Doritos to your girlfriend uh, too. So uh, you, uh, Dorito kissing. Out. Look at yeah. this. Oh. We really found a trigger. Like, yeah. Uh, Cheeto. That is, Cheeto making out. That's foul. <laughs> when I was a teenager, I would find some damn gum. I would I would be a human really? human. Yes, I would be a civilized human yeah. being, and I'd find some damn gum or something. I wouldn't just go. Hey, baby, I just ate Cheetos. Come over here and put your tongue down my throat. Here, John Goodman wow. once again. There you as go. far as, like, body horror goes, this movie was very genteel. I, like, there was really not anything. Like, I, there wasn't even in that dirty hotel scene where the boys are all sitting around drinking and, yeah. and talking nonsense. Yeah. I really thought, oh, there's going to be something gross in here, like, some mm-hmm. somebody you know mm-hmm. drink drinking out of a random bottle with something. a cigarette in it or something right yeah. exactly yeah. but it did not happen at all this movie this movie was almost trying to portray being out in the woods as a kind of clean activity i completely agree with you and that's why it bothered me even more because i know better and the implication just that's what got me it's like what i didn't see was worse than what i saw because it was all it's all about what what that stuff implies it's kind of like some of the best murders i've ever seen in a film are off screen sure. because my imagination does the rest. And, and, and this is yeah. one of those cases where I was like, oh, okay, you guys, seriously, <laughs> this is not good. Get to find, get yourselves some, get some sanitary wipes. Let's clean this up. <laughs> Ugh, so gross. All right. Anyway, so there's that. Hey, uh, did you know Sidney Pollock also directed? This is crazy to me. He directed the TriStar Pictures logo. Now owned right. by isn't Sony he directed the logo. Yeah, logo, get over here. And it's, created, it's the created, same yeah. horse. It says here, it's according just, to the trivia. Well, it's not just the same horse. That scene where you see Rising Star running uh, away right. from running, running to and, you. Yeah, right. and then there's a shot of him running to you, like you're. That's the footage. That's the footage. Yeah. So because yep. yep. I had to show Tina, I'm like, oh my god, do you recognize that? Because we've seen that logo yeah. so many times. It's like it's embedded. And as soon as you see the horse doing that, it's like. Oh, you hear the music. So it's not so much that Sidney Pollack created that. It's just that they used the footage that Sidney Pollack. Did Sidney Pollack feel any of the the irony of making that horse his corporate symbol after they made Amco pull it out? Remember, this film, I'm kind of mad at this film for not actually having any risk. Uh, yeah, like the characters ultimately that like you're thinking there's a showdown coming between him and the bad guys, so to speak. Mm-hmm. But the the bad guys find out that it's actually doing wonders for their business. Yeah. So they don't they, they just kind of drop charges like that just felt cheesy to me. Mm. I, I, I don't know. I, I didn't like it. Mm. 
Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I like it. I, 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 I did. Bubba. They were pretty cartoony. Those those corporate dudes. They uh, were more cartoony than the Mister Magoo that was going on in that one scene. Yeah, and the and the, you know, your your average uh, southern <laughs> southern central Utah gas station is going to have a Mister Magoo going on the television set. It's pretty pretty normal. <laughs> pretty normal down here. We expect that sort of thing. I'll tell you. I'll tell you what. The most uh, the most normal thing. The most realistic thing to me was Jane Fonda going into some diner and there's a 13-year-old girl holding down the fork. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, that just felt right. so real to me. The reason that felt fake to me uh, is because the way she said a certain word, which I recorded and I will play for you uh, here in a bit, but she, she yeah. says a word that I go, uh-huh, that's not how you say that word. And so we'll we'll talk about that. <laughs> uh, I have right. a couple of things about the chase scene. Yeah. Hmm. The cop chase scene, that late 70s funk music it was always funk. Why was it always funk? Oh, yeah, I yeah. like that stuff. I like it. Oh, suddenly you're transported into a television show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was like the, the, the action part of, uh, I don't know, Hunter or something. Yeah, or any episode of Chips. <laughs> yeah. It was actually the, the whole yeah. entire soundtrack was like that for me. It just didn't, it felt out of place and it was from somewhere else. It never felt like it matched for me. Didn't like it. Well, and then and then it has the Dukes of Hazard stunt with the cop cars. Yeah. Whee. What was that doing in this movie? Was it the Whee. one where they landed on top of each other, made a car sandwich? Yeah. yeah that yeah. was real dumb. Real yeah. good. Well, kind of great, but dumb. Right. Well, and it's it is the I don't know. I feel like it's the Samuel L. Jackson getting eaten by a shark scene of this movie. Like yeah. if you've seen <laughs> if you've seen this movie, <laughs> and maybe Randy, you can speak to this as a kid. The you know you said you remembered the ch- the chase, but is it really all the chase, or do you just remember one Hon- police car landing honestly, on the other? Honestly, I didn't remember the police car sandwich because in my memory that is so uh, attached to other things. Yeah, you know. Right. Yeah. In in yeah. my memory that uh, like uh, oh I'm sure I've seen a car upside down on another one. But you I have thought... Smokey and the Bandit. I'm sure had it. Sure. Did yeah. They? Almost hundred percent sure. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if they sandwiched them. Uh, also. Uh, well, I just think this there was a happy accident while they were doing that stunt, right. yeah. and they just kept it and felt like they had to put it in the film because it was so weird. Yeah, it's really weird. It's great though. I mean, in that in that context, it's kind of great. But in the movies, in the movie, the tone of the movie shifted to be very unrealistic and cartoony at that moment. And I just went, uh huh, that's never going to happen. You would never ever so- have a scenario where in a car chase somehow inadvertently one of the cop cars would flip over and be on top of the other one that's so dumb and then we keep driving and another thing too i was i was curious do you guys remember the late 70s and if cops in cars would wear bike helmets i mean didn't they're wearing motorcycle helmets right i don't remember that was that a thing in the movie they did i don't remember yeah the the two guys driving next to each other were wearing yeah yeah Yeah. must because they were stunt dudes yeah and and it was enough to say the audience could go, oh, they're cops because they have those helmets. But yeah, I never saw them on anybody except like John and Ponch. You know, Ponch. if you're riding and a bike, that was it. When the chase first starts, you're like, oh, wow, no way a horse can outrun a motorcycle. And then you start thinking, oh, but a motorcycle can't get over rough terrain. So this is right. going to actually be interesting. Then you realize, oh, wait, there's no way a guy on a motorcycle can contest a guy on a horse. Right. Because a guy on the horse will just... Him? Right, he'll just keep going. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Same, like, same, same actually, train of thought. There's actually yep. no real problem there. He's gonna get away. Yeah. No, yeah, it's like a, it's like a, thought, it's right. like a Protoss Zealot versus a Terran uh, battle cruiser. It's just not. It's not supposed to work. They don't. That is not a rock paper scissors that you know paper's gonna lose because scissors <laughs> right. is in the air. 
Uh, <laughs> Starcraft, okay. Oh, also that uh, there's this, there's a scene where he walks around in a circle. It's kind of a montage where he's training the horse. Yeah, it's there is an exact that exact scene exists in the Horse Whisperer, and now I wonder if, yeah. if that's on purpose. If it was like that's a just what reference. he does. Yeah, might have been had to lead had, had to lead to it, right? Yeah. Well, and got, it makes no sense. Yeah. By the way, why is he why is he circle walking that horse when he's about to set it free? It's gonna, you know, like, <laughs> why train it just to release it? Yeah, <laughs> so it can go and train all of its friends once it's free. <laughs> no, they, he can share our yeah, human go ways. Your, yeah. Go teach your friends how to walk in circles. <laughs> that that <laughs> weird that weird end scene that was weird for me when he when he introduced the horse back into the wild and I was like, what is going on right now they're like running towards each other like on a beach scene and now they're running away from each other and yeah. what's going on right now i didn't understand none of that it was all final a little bit weird also you know, really... i was never i never felt very connected to the horse so i was like finally get rid of the damn horse <laughs> you know what i mean a good horse movie is yeah. supposed to have you feel for the horse and look into its big glassy eye and go oh this horse i just want to hug it and kiss it and be with this horse but and, and and parting is such sorrow and all that but this didn't do that for me this one was just like all right that big dumb animal that's been a pain yeah. in your ass for the last six days just get rid of it look you don't I, you really don't get any sort of real connection with the yeah. horse in this film that's a really good point yeah do you know do you know why because robert redford felt like the whole time he felt like the only reason he wanted to get the horse out into the open was because he wanted that horse to be able to get some because he was so focused, <laughs> he was so focused. Just like they drugged the horse, and I'm like, "Oh, that's bad. Yeah. That's bad." You know, that's going to make him sterile. And I'm like, "Why? Why? Why is that bad?" I mean, uh, it would be it would be a bummer, but I mean, it's not bad. I'm going to release him to the other mares. Look, 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 look. You see, you see him jumping up and down. It's because he can smell the mares. And yeah. if doesn't release him into the mares, and then he's going to do the mares, and he's going to make baby horses. Yeah, baby yeah. wild thoroughbreds, yeah. sons of champion. Yeah, right. Yeah. Right. I didn't understand that's that. A, he was that's very the crazy that. thing. Which will that a, that'll yeah, end up in... Keep in mind, horses don't have recreational sex. Right. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> they'll end up... They'll all end up in Wilford... the summer of free love for, for horses. They'll all end I up in Wilford Brimley's ranch anyway. It's fine. Brim, <laughs> Brimley gets more horses. He wins either way. He'll get his 50 grand one way or the other is all I'm saying. Uh, I, I could never yeah. understand whether this horse was not allowed to stud or not. It was weird. Like... Like I, I get that it's a very valuable horse, but for its purpose, which was appearing in promotional spots, why? Right. Who cares? If you could, you, you could use any horse. Yeah. Like just it, like they either... used any dude. Like they, but the, but the whole thing at the and beginning they where they used another guy on the horse. Right. Well, like so, why even have so the this, horse? This is either a twelve million dollar horse because of its stud value, or it's not. One or the other. You know? Yeah, it's a pretty like, binary never, choice. We'll, we'll yeah. get an email from somebody. I think there's going to be some horse expert that, that writes in to say, "Here's why that horse. You know, it's a gorgeous horse, and here's why that horse was so." Well, if if horse if if horse expert has continued to listen this far, <laughs> I would be surprised. <laughs> yeah, all right, good point. It's a really good point. All right, I'm going to play some some good points. They're called clips, and uh, I uh, have some right here. Here's one uh, about. Oh, whoops! That's still got the barf sound up. Here we go. Here's one. Uh, uh, some about looking dumb. Wearing them flippers on your feet, looking dumb, acting like a damn penguin. I like that line for whatever reason. <laughs> acting, acting like a damn <laughs> penguin. <laughs> Uh, this is a ADR as hell is what I wrote here. This is uh, Jane Fonda sounding like she recorded all her lines in a closet. So here's that. So they don't want us to talk to the cowboy. Where do you want to start? I got to get a sandwich. What do you mean? Where do I want to start? 
She was not in that room. Oh, what do you mean? Oh. Where do I want to start? Yeah, what's going on? We know. Well, we need to get seen... our mouth working. Antifa. All right. She was about three inches from a microphone, but you right. we, the scene is like in a big open casino. space. Yeah, it's yeah, terrible. In a diner. Yeah. It was terrible. Here's... You know, my biggest problem with Jane Fonda though was in this movie, it wasn't even her fault. What? It was it was her hair color. What? It kept really? changing. <laughs> yeah. 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 It, it wasn't did. even really a color to begin with, as much as like the idea of brown and gray. Right. Yeah. Right. Exactly. It's weird. How old she? She would have been. Let's see. She was born in forty. Ah, or brown it? and blonde, or. Brown, the the photo, by the way, I sent you guys shows her earrings pulling her lobes way too low. She's got to stop. <laughs> yeah, that's hard. Got to stop that's doing that. Uh, okay, so she is. She was born in thirty-seven. I don't know what that makes her now, but she would have been what in her thirties during the. Makes her eighty. Yeah, she'd be eighty now. Uh, so she, was she like, looks a lot older than thirty in that movie. No offense, Jane Fonda, Olivia. I think she looked. <laughs> I think everyone looked older than thirty when they were thirty and seventy-nine. I just think yeah, they just did. Sudden, well, right? again, I mean, if she was how much? Yeah, if she was born in thirty-seven, then she was 50, forty-two here. So if she looks. Oh, yeah, she, she looks turns, forty-two. Okay. She turns eighty on December twenty-first of this year. Holy wow. mackerel! Look at that. Yeah, she's getting back with Ted. <laughs> no, okay. No, I was amazed to to look back at her notes and realize that those two split up in two thousand one. I thought it was much more recent, but yeah. it was long time ago. Yeah, yeah, long time ago. He tried she to and... colorize her black and white nude photos. And she said <laughs> she, she and she and Redford were about the same age. He's born in thirty six, so right. they're both early forties while they're making this film, and they they look older, I think, because they're kind of got the wrinkles from. Uh, you know, tanning. They're they're and like, the smoking. They're yeah. actors. Oh, yeah. and the smoking. Yeah, yeah. That's true. And and the being held upside down by Redford. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think he smoked, but yes, I think that era everybody had a different face, and before that, even more so. Like for, people in their early forties, in like the sixties and fifties, looked like sixty-year-olds. Like it was mm. a weird, it was a weird thing how that went. Now you see a thirty-five-year-old, like ah, you freaking kid. What are you doing over there, kid? They don't look like old people. Anyway, uh, he's a handsome man, I will say that. Uh, here's uh, Willie Nelson being good. Sonny hadn't been himself lately. They've been a little down on him here, but it's okay. He's just a cowboy. Sometimes he loses the best part of himself. You going to smoke all that weed or pass it over here? <laughs> right. Yeah, everybody else smelled like Marlboro's. He probably smelled like yeah. a dispensary. I, yeah, a I just sweeter. want you to know, listening to that clip, he has the exact same voice and accent and delivery as my grandmother. Oh, wow. Really? Like, oh, wow. He, he sounds exactly like my, my grandmother. She's been gone for 20 years. I I can't get over it. Like it it's freaking me out a little bit. Did here. she ever say, "Mamas, don't let your babies work at Blizzard in Irvine, California"? Did she ever say that? <laughs> That's that would be a weird song. <laughs> it would really be a weird song. It wouldn't. I don't think it would play as well on the radio. Here's a uh, here's a here's something I just wrote. That old phrase, which probably means I don't think it's a phrase, but here it is. So don't tell no jokes. Don't lift up nobody's dresses. Okay. Oh yeah. <laughs> don't tell no jokes and don't look up nobody's dresses. I don't. Yeah. I don't think it's a it's a phrase. It's basically him before the press conference saying, "Look, just here's shut your, up. Here's yeah, your don't two worst a, qualities. Don't do don't those. be a lech and don't try to be funny because you, you really just need to say yes, no, yes, ma'am, no, ma'am. Yeah. That's it. And, and what's he do? First, he goes straight yeah, he out. Makes a joke. Right. Yeah. And then he goes yes. over and picks up Jane Fonda's skirt. It was <laughs> looked right up there. Scene. All right up there. Here's a. I wrote. Is there such a thing? So here's this. You're a three-time all-around world champion cowboy. Five. Five times. All around world champion cowboy, and now you're selling cereal. Is there a world champion cowboy? Oh, rodeo cowboys. That's where they they were pretty loose with the cowboy term here. They 
They definitely meant rodeo cowboy. Okay, well that I could see. Jokes. Rodeo champions, I know, but uh, yeah. being called a world champion cowboy is a weird title to me. Right. That's like there's, saying you're a world champion pirate or you're. Or... <laughs> the, it the, is. She the does the, the ultimate. Yeah. Oh, go ahead. Go, you go. Okay. No. She does the ultimate uh, media dick move though, oh, which is. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, you you were really popular at one time. People loved you. Now uh, you can't buy a friend. Uh, how do you <laughs> yeah. feel about that? How does that feel? Yeah, it's well, not very journalistic. It feels like shit. Yeah, it's not very journalistic compared to no. how she tried to portray herself as a journalist. She's a kind of a crappy No, but reporter. it is but it's accurate as to what they do these days. Yeah. yeah. Right. Hey, why why are them rodeo cowboy belt buckles so big? <laughs> so you can serve uh, hors d'oeuvres on them at uh, social functions. <laughs> For, I mean, real cow real cowboys didn't even wear dang old belt buckles. They wore suspenders. Why 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 rodeo? Why they are they supposed to stick something down in them belt buckles? Did you say choke okay, support? So, uh, so my understanding, I went, I've been to a lot of rodeos. My understanding is that when you are riding <laughs> on a saddle that has a saddle horn, that that knob uh-huh. that's right in front of you, yeah. a, a, knob. Good, a good big belt buckle is like a jock strap. It's okay. gonna it's, it's like gonna a shield. bounce off of that thing if you get thrown forward. Well, uh, you must really think your junk's big if you think you need to take all that. That's that's my understanding. Arrogant. Of course, of course, the big belt buckle is is a sex signal, right? That's what right. you're supposed sure. to. You're you're like that's why well, wrestling. Like the big boots, boots, right? Smaller, big, yeah, that? he's got a big buckle. He must have a big mm-hmm. whatever. Big penis. I need this buckle belt. to keep all this inside. <laughs> yeah. Must have a big belt. Must have a huge belt and pants that need to be held up well. <laughs> <laughs> I look at it and go, it was, they don't have any, they need to get a smaller belt. That's what I say. It's dumb I thought looking. it was because they were trying to fit the state of Texas on there. Oh, yeah, boy. Put a big old star right in the center. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, it might be just more of a compensation thing. The bigger the belt buckle, the smaller the stuff behind it. Kind of like, uh, that's why wrestling, those big wrestling belts. <laughs> I worry about that. I actually started reading about that. I was trying to figure out why, you know, because belts in place of trophies is is a symbol and why they i don't know i couldn't quite i couldn't get all the information yeah uh here's the uh here's the psychiatrist from mash excuse me gentlemen we're trying to rehearse all right the chicken was a the baby was a chicken i'm so glad yeah we got to talk about the other sydney in this movie yeah sydney what was his name in mash sydney alan Alan arbus was the the actor but sydney Oh, uh, you need to go see Sydney so and so, Colonel something Potter. Something Stein or something. Something Stein. Feinberg, uh, Sydney. Sydney Feinberg, Floorsberg, Feinsteinberg. Yep, I, any chance I may have had of. Yeah, I know. Mm-hmm. I screwed it up already. Um, all right, there's that guy. Then you got. Uh, t- uh, what? I don't know what this is. What are we going to say to the reporters? Tell them to go to bed. <laughs> Tell them to go to bed. Yeah. <laughs> Tell now, you, Randy sent us a link to Ty Murray. Did, didn't Most- he marry. Didn't he marry Jewel? Friedman. Sydney Friedman. Oh, Sydney Friedman. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't I can't I can't just let it go. I can't just yeah. go past that. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, this Ty Murray guy, King of the Cowboys, nine time world champion cowboy, 89, 94, 98, all around, 93, 98 bull riding, uh, co founder of the professional bull riders league. He's a TV analyst for CBS. Uh, yes, he he was Jewel's husband, uh, Brian. Right, right. Oh, he was Plus married some. to Jewel the singer? Because yeah, yeah, because I remember when I first oh, met really? him, I was like, "Why did she marry him?" Yeah, and he said, "Well, then he said, because I, I really like her weird teeth." He said, "I like to have them teeth in my life. Those are weird teeth I that Jewel like, has." I like her teeth. Uh, competitive. Let's see, he is. Uh, is they're not married now though. 
Mm. Just good news for me. Yeah. <laughs> I saw I saw Ty Murray at the Star of Texas Rodeo about 10, 12 years ago. Yeah. And he was the he was the main attraction. Like there was a real rodeo going on, and then he was going to be one of the competitors. And and uh, uh, the what was the band? Thirty Eight Special played after mm. all the rodeo mm-hmm. was over. He's got a three letter Twitter handle PBR. That's awesome. Oh wow, he yeah. got that early. Jeez, he did, and he is uh, he's popular. He's got one hundred forty-two thousand followers. And uh, I know how did the beer company not snag that yeah, before him? That's, that's brilliant. Thinking. Yeah, he <laughs> says he's still competing. Can that be right, or maybe he's just doing it for funsies? But there's uh, these I, guys now. now you watch miniature horses. These bull riders now. So the way I have it in my head is they all just are you know jeans and a cowboy hat, and they hold the hat down or whatever. And some of them still do that, but most of these guys are wearing like full head and face masks and like Which all to kinds me of stuff is now. just smart yeah no it seems smart to me too i i believe if i'm gonna ride a bull I'm, yeah i'm gonna I'm, wear a helmet hey, look yeah. i am still i am still super impressed you're riding a bull you can yeah. wear as much armor as you want to i'm still impressed yeah either way it's something yeah. i don't do so good and job it, and when you go to the rodeo and they finally get to that main event they play the loudest crunchiest rock music while the bull is actually working <laughs> Yeah, and working. it's hysterical. It is so funny because you're yeah. sitting there in an arena of people, and suddenly you're hearing Metallica while this cowboy is riding on the back of a bull. It's yeah. wonderful. It's what you want. All right, here's another clip of. Uh, this is weird. Wait a minute! You hit my face, you son of a bitch! How'd you forget? How'd you forget? <laughs> Wait a minute! Hold on a second. <laughs> Just let's back up. Didn't you whack yeah. me in the in the? Didn't you? Ba- didn't I've been you... having to use cover up every day for this big bruise on my face. I almost forgot. Didn't you batter me just moments ago? <laughs> it was it was the worst yeah. part of the movie for me. It it took me so far away from what the movie was trying to do. Yeah, I don't understand. I understand the 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 need for the scenes where they're completely mad at each other and there's like all this sure. falling out before the lovey bits i get that but it doesn't have to involve punching her in the face well, that's probably why she didn't end up with him at the end of the film was like well you know i like you yeah. you're handsome and all but but you're abusive so uh see ya yeah have fun and then he's on the Good road with your horse ding, 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 ding. <laughs> looking for the next town to become the hulk in here's uh i wrote i wrote hate this sound oh yeah i think this might be a good one for ibit because i think you hate this sound also so here we go okay oh yeah, you don't like oh, this, the yeah. dust scrapes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, yeah. that's scraping, scraping that's the a, eggs. Yeah. Right. You don't use metal silverware on a nonstick pan. Yeah. Mm. You don't. You don't. It's, you don't. That's yeah. how you scrape off the Teflon and you get that in your food and then it's non, not nonstick anymore. Yeah, it's then stick. You rust. Then, then, yep. your, then your colon is nonstick. You don't want right. that. Do you, think, exactly. do you think they have nonstick in 79? Yeah. What they I don't were think using? they had Teflon. I don't know if they had Teflon, but I think they had. Right. Uh, they had, they had stuff, didn't they? they had things. Yeah. Now, was that was that Gus? Because Ooh. Gus was by far my favorite thing. <laughs> oh, in the Gus whole was great. Yeah. The the freaky Please friend. Tell me you got some Gus. I think so. Here, let's find I'm out. I'm in the kitchen. Here, actually, Dupont <laughs> registered the Teflon trademark in 1944. Okay. Wow. Okay. Well, so Teflon's been around. Yeah, it's been around for a while. Teflon's been around. Uh, I, I wrote, "You're standing in it." Boy, are you full of shit? With all due respect, man. And you're standing in poison sumac. Oh, su- what's poison sumac? Sumac. 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 What's that? What is that? It's it's it's, it's, it's akin to poison ivy, right? Okay. Mm-hmm. Or oak. All right. Yep. Whatever. Poison ivy, poison oak, poison sumac. When well, you're a boy scout, you're taught how to identify these. I was one of those, but I don't remember. 
<laughs> Here, <laughs> here's uh, Mr. Magoo. Good gracious, a bird's nest. I feel like Jim Backus has come up Wait, the last couple days. They can't see anything. Because yeah. Brian we were talking I, about him on Current Geek yesterday with monocles. That's right. We were talking about monocles and whether or not. And if we we think it was him that had a monocle, but now I'm not sure if he did. No, no, he never had Magoo a monocle. Didn't have anything except for that prescription. Uh, uh, a windshield they put in that one time and yeah. that one gag. But he also had a he had a fedora, uh, but he was bald a lot too. Uh, oh, look here, study. I thought he always just walked around bald. I thought he had a fedora for a while. No, he had a, he had a hat. Yeah, he had yeah. a hat too. Yeah. And you, you go out. Oh, like a little, yeah, you're uh, right. Yes, because he'd tip his hat to the ladies. Yeah, but it was really and a lamp. There was a Mr. Magoo <laughs> moment when he put on. Hold on a second, Brian. Brian Ibbett just summed up Mr. Magoo in one sentence. He would tip his hat to the ladies, but it was a lamppost. That's it. Nice. That was it. That's the entire thing. That was the gag. Oh, it's amazing. All right. By the way, uh, I looked it up. Poison Sumac is not found uh, west of, like, Louisiana. Oh. Boom. Well, he was lying to her again. Just another lie. That is a mistake. Just Just a string of lies after decking her is what that was. Uh, here's a big, I wrote gross because the sound is, I think, I don't remember. What is this? Well, what are we going to do? I don't know what you're going to do. I'm going to get me a bottle of tequila, one of those little Kino girls that can suck the crumb off a trailer hitch and then kind of kick back. Gross! Yeah. Did anyone, <laughs> anyone else, uh, at that point, just really picture this disgusting image of Willie Nelson receiving fellatio? Yeah, it was... I. I am still hung up on what is a what is a Kino girl. I have been in a lot of Kino oh. bars. No, no, they're, they're, that, that's absolutely thing. It's like a cocktail waitress, but she comes around with your um, oh, with the, the pads one of paper who comes by your table with the, and picks okay, up your okay, right, okay. drops off a new sheet, picks up your old sheet, takes it back to the the main thing. Yeah, but can they okay. suck the chrome off a trailer hitch? That is the worst phrase. Some of them, Some of them can. Okay. I would have never called the woman with the cigarettes and the Kino cards a Kino girl. That's just not a, a word. A Kino girl. I don't know. I mean, it's 79, man. Yeah. 79. 79. <laughs> so, and everyone, I, you know, we're already in a... <laughs> oh, this movie. We want to know more about your... Um, yeah, this trailer hitch thing. Well, it's is... the whole, it's the whole uh, sucking a golf ball through six feet of garden hose or something. But whatever the line is from Real Genius, <laughs> same kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if that's. I don't know if that's really what you want. No, you don't. <laughs> is my point. I think. I think it sounds good, but I don't think that's really what. Here's you want. what. Here's what you do. If somebody can, if somebody can suck the chrome off of a trailer hitch. Oh you need to get the pitchforks and the freaking tiki torches and chase that <laughs> monster out of town. Because that sounds awful. I feel like I'm the only person who's seen the movie Basketball. You are. No, I've seen it. Good. Oh, no, I did see it. It's a, the it's a Trey Parker deal. Yeah, yeah. I, I saw that. I remember that. It was like, uh, it wasn't very good, I remember. I remember it being kind no, of bad. No, not that good. Because they didn't That's write it. Cover take on me by, by Real Big Fish in there. Oh, yep. all right. Well, there is some something to something. hope for. Uh, here's, uh, oh, I got some old audio of Ibit, uh, being asked by a girl to prom and, uh, here's how that went. Can I, can I come with you? No. Jeez. You were really, <laughs> no, no, please. Can no. you suck the chrome off of a trailer hitch? <laughs> yes. Okay. You can come then. Okay. Come on. <laughs> come come with me. No, Let me see. I'll pick you. I'll pick you up <laughs> I at eight. I just happen to have one with me. Yeah. Is chrome. I thought trailer hitch. It's chrome, cr- chrome plated. It's the, the cord. Okay, plated. Yeah, yeah. All right, because pure chrome yeah. that would make no sense. All right. 
Anyway, whatever. I'm looking too she deep can into suck it. the chrome off Google. Here's a, <laughs> here is a uh, bad Utah joke. So I captured one of these. Here you go. Where is he? Utah? Get the Mormon Tabernacle Choir. Have them sing him in, but get him. That is such a 70s oh, yeah. movie thing to do. Yeah. By the way, we never even talked about that guy. He's uh, the dad well, from yeah. Nightmare on Elm Street. Yep. 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 And lots and of he things. looks a lot like Michael Ironsides, but he's not. Yeah. Many things before then. He was he was quite yes. the star back in the day. Well, always an evil butthole, though. Always. Yeah, John yeah. Saxon is the guy's name. I'm an evil butthole. Is he? <laughs> is he still kicking it? He's still around, right? He is still around. He was born in uh, 1935. Yeah, he's been around for a while. He's hasn't getting he? up there. Yeah. Yeah. We saw him in uh, From Dust Till Dawn. Uh, we have we seen Enter the Dragon. No. No. We saw the other. Oh no, maybe we did. Was that the one we saw? I don't remember now. I don't remember, but he's in that uh, Beverly Hills Cop Three. Still working he's today. Still one of the yeah, that's right. He was one of the major bad guys uh, in in Beverly Hills Cop Three. So we saw him there too. Yeah, he's he's uh, lately busy. Took a big break in the. Uh, let's see. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. 2010. He took a break. Didn't show up again until 2015. And then lately, he's done some other stuff where he plays. <laughs> he's in a movie called "Bring Me the Head of Lance Hendrickson." <laughs> Wow. I want to know what that is. Wow. That I'm sounds kidding. fun. Okay. But uh yeah, we'll we'll he big in the seventies, like make an appearance in a precede you know, in a in a mm-hmm. cop show of the week kind of thing. <laughs> this is great. Listen to this synopsis. Okay. Uh when eighties B movies icon Tim Thomerson wakes up one day, he realizes the acting roles are not coming his way anymore. He sets out on a quest to uh to find his former co star, Lance Hendrickson. Uh, to discover his secret of Hollywood longevity and gets more than he bargained for in the process. This thing's got Tim Thomerson, Lance Henriksen, the guy I just mentioned, John Saxon, Adrian Bar- Adrian Barbeau. Uh, oh, wow. Uh, let's see. Anyone else I know? Maybe not. That might be all the names So I it's know. funny because, it, you know, you can see this being like a, almost like a documentary about, oh, let's mm-hmm. talk about the B actors from 80s action films. But it sounds like it's a fictional Yep. <laughs> totally is, is. yeah totally is that looks like oh, john fun Wither- looks john like witherspoon fun. yeah yeah, yeah. I'm okay just, i'm just surprised that we've seen john saxon in several films already on film sack yeah. that's kind of amazing yeah, he'd been around we don't really talk about him much but there he is yep. uh okay sorry where was i oh uh brimley here's brimley we got a phone come on in all right thanks dude appreciate it <laughs> what I, by the way put a trope alert on that them. yeah we should wait, wait where's i can't find it there it is i found it like this whole thing falls apart, except you get angel help from somebody. Mm-hmm. Like he delivers you past trouble. He gives you food and money. He lets you make your phone call. Like this was, this turns was days... down fifty thousand dollars of <laughs> cash. Yeah. DSX yep. Brimley. Yep. Yeah, yeah. DSX Brimley. <laughs> oh, please don't let him be topless in that movie. <laughs> <laughs> Here's Hallis. What? Oh. Hallis. Okay, great. I don't think I'd Tosis. get Hallie. That was the explanation for her name being Hallie? Yeah, it's dumb. Oh, okay. Weak, weak sauce description. Here's the nasty swallow, all right? This is <laughs> this is him swallowing Seth. his right. coffee or something, and it's gross. <laughs> Ugh, dude. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh! Oh, wow, some fancy fully work on that one. Yeah, why? I don't know. I don't like it at all. It really makes me uncomfortable. That sound. 
Um, okay, that's not how you say that, is what I wrote. My mom went to get butane. Butane? It's not butane. my mom went to go get butane. It's my mom went to go get butane. Butane. Right. My mom went to get butane. Butane. That's not it. Butane. Yeah, that's not it. the emphasis on the wrong syllable. <laughs> right. <laughs> totally. And it bugged me. All right. She enjoyed it, is this. It's running right off of the mouth. I enjoyed it. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm glad you got a response at the end that makes it even better. Out of context, it almost sounds like that's all she's saying she enjoyed. Like right. that's her. Re- I enjoyed it. Yeah. <laughs> running right off of the mouth. I enjoyed it. You cut out that at the mouth part. You'd have a nice little right. scene. Yes. It gets better every time. That's the great thing about this clip. Yeah, it's pretty good. I'm keeping that one for a long time. And that, ladies and gentlemen, represents that. <laughs> Oh, look, it's the film sack checklist. Utah, check. Lady hair helmet, check. Doing it in the dirt, check. Uh, Star Trek connections, we have a couple. Nicholas Coster uh, was Fitzgerald in this. I don't know who that is. Anyway, on, oh, no, I know who Fitzgerald. The guy, he was like his lackey for the bad guy. Kept coming in with paperwork yes, and stuff. Right. Not to be confused guy, with yeah. uh, Nicolaj coster Waldo. Yes, not that guy. <laughs> no, no one would ever get those two confused. <laughs> uh, it's on TNG Season 3, he played Admiral Anthony Haft- Haftel in The Offspring, and also James Sicking, who played Dietrich here, was in Star Trek 3, played Captain Stiles in The Search for Spock. Uh, soundtrack great. I give it a T for terrible, except for that Willie Nelson stuff is all right. It's fine. You know, dude, near the end of the movie, when they play two songs at the same time, I was screaming. Oh, what was that about? <laughs> I oh. thought it was me. I looked for open tabs. I thought yeah. something yeah. was going on because yeah. I was yeah. recording it at my computer and I thought, did I open oh, two of yeah. these? Is there something going on? That was jacked up. Why didn't I, I capture that? Shoot. I should have captured it's it. It's horrible. Mm-hmm. It makes me mad. Yeah. Why would you do that? It almost yeah. ruins the movie. I d- I did say I noticed the same thing too. Do you hear two things playing right now? Yeah, and they weren't like co- complimentary or like no, you know row row no. row it your was, boat. It was for a long time. It was for like two minutes. It's super bad. Slow fade. Yeah, really, really bad. It was it was Mama's Don't Let Your Kids Go Be Cowboys, and then the, and some other song overlapped with it. It was Something terrible, like violin piece or something like that. Yeah, yeah it was really, really bad. Anyway. There's that. Uh, st- Twitter post. You guys sum this thing up in 140 characters or less. That's what we do, and we're going to start with Randy. The Electric Horseman. When you take three hours of tedium and edit it down, you still have two hours of tedium. It's <laughs> it's an electric bore, man. <laughs> electric bore. Bore man. Yeah, bore man. Also a dumb title, just going to say. You literally take yeah. the one moment when he's got lights on him and say, that's what we're calling our movie, Electric. <laughs> electric yeah, urban bore. Cowboy. Yeah, I guess so. I don't know. That would have been a better name actually mm-hmm. if it hadn't already been taken mm-hmm. uh actually ranch breakfast but can we do- <laughs> <laughs> there you go i'm in ranch breakfast. ranch breakfast uh brian dunaway the electric horseman like every willie nelson cowboy song ever in one movie mm. toast bacon <laughs> nuts olives eggs <laughs> <laughs> that's so dumb uh finally brian nibbett the Electric Horseman, currently searching Epicurious for the recipe for a police car sandwich. Ah, here it is. Take two take two cop cars and then some light filling. <laughs> some light filling. <laughs> Very nice. Uh, nice. Okay, well, in light of that, I was just handed these. Oh, look at this. It's today's alternate titles. It was almost called The Electric Mustache or mm. The Use of Force Man. 
<laughs> I don't know why that was a thing. It was midnight. I don't know what I was doing. So ignore that. Um, it was forceful. Yeah. Uh, I was trying. I don't know what I was trying to do there. Hey, look, it's an email from filmsackageemail.com. That's the address people use. And David Galick wrote in from Kansas City who says this. Hey, guys, I noticed you brought up Chuck Lorre's music background on the Can't Buy Me Love episode. You might also find it interesting to know that Chuck Lorre co-wrote the theme song to the original 1987 cartoon series, The Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Really? Uh, in Two and a Half Men, Charlie Sheen plays a music uh, plays music. Oh, I'm sorry, plays a music composer, and I can I didn't know that was Charlie Sheen's character, a music composer in that show. I never watched it. So. Yeah, yeah, it All was. Right. Yes, he that's wrote how he, that's, that's how he was so rich that he could live in Malibu on the beach. Yeah, he, yes. think, he thinks All that's right. a reflection of what he used to be. Anyway, in fact, in one episode, Charlie had to write a theme song to a dark anime comic uh, that they are making into a Saturday morning cartoon, and I'm sure that's based off Laurie's actual experience writing a theme song for Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Just thought there was some interesting trivia there. Not new, too many people know about. Thanks and keep up the good work on the show. Signed, David Gulick of Kansas City. Good stuff. Dave Gulick. That sounds like a boy I want to go talk to about a horse. Good name. <laughs> I like it. Uh, so there you go. If you want to send your own emails in uh, and tell us cool facts that we didn't know, that's great. Filmsack at gmail.com. Our next movie is Dreamcatcher. Our next movie yeah. is Dreamcatcher. That's yeah. right. We're starting the spooky October, guys. Yeah. We're going to watch scary movies yeah. in October. Mm. Yeah. Starting with Dreamcatcher. We're going to watch a Pinhead movie. We're going to watch a Freddy movie. We're going to watch an M. Night Shyamalama Ding Dong movie. Mm. So this so this movie next week basically just take place takes place hanging down from the rearview mirror of a guy driving a Subaru. Yeah, the whole time. Exactly. Or well done. It, it's a dream catcher. Yeah. Yeah. Or it takes it takes place from a gift shop in Tucson. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's a Stephen King book or short story. I don't know. Dreamcatcher. It's one of those, it's right? A- isn't it a Stephen King thing? Is this Stephen it King is definitely King? a Stephen King. I'm trying to remember if it was a if it was a short story or a novella. I can't remember. I'm trying to remember. I'm, oh, I'm Morgan Freeman, Thomas Jane. This is the 2003 one. Is this the one? Yes. yes. Oh, I'm excited because I haven't seen this. All right. Yeah, it is Stephen King. He wrote the novel. Uh, oh, you guys are in for out. a treat. The novel's about 15 years old. Oh I, wow! Look I at read this. It, but I don't remember it anymore. Morgan Freeman, Thomas Jane, Jason Lee. I like him. That's a yep. uh, you know the one guy. Uh, D- Damian Lewis, Timothy Oliphant, uh, Tom Sizemore, Donnie Wahlberg. This is a big cast. I'm telling you, you're in Fred Tree. Okay, I'm stoked now. Right. I, w- I was already excited, but I'm more excited now. Um, we'll see how hung Thomas Jane is in this movie. Hello. All right. Uh, so anyway, that's what we're doing next week, and it's always a fun month. Maybe our funnest month. Uh, in retrospect, yeah. uh, to do the Halloween business. So we're very much looking forward to that. Uh, it's going to do it for us. Filmsack.com is the website. You can also, uh, like I said, send us emails at filmsack at gmail.com. We're on Twitter at Filmsack. And if you'd like to leave us reviews on wherever you get your podcast, be that iTunes or Google Play or wherever it is, please do so. It helps us in lots of ways and helps spread the news about the show. We're an obscure, weird show, so sometimes it's hard to grow the audience. But hey, <laughs> tell your friends, tell your mothers, uh, hide, tell your mothers. hide your wives. What? It's tell good. your mothers okay. about films. Tell, tell your mothers. Yeah. <laughs> but not say hi to the part where we talk about sucking the chrome off a trailer. Yeah, exactly. Yes. She may. And also, uh, say hi to your mother for me. Yes. Mm. Yeah. Very good. Nice Donnie Wahlberg thanks. moment. Yeah. yeah. Thanks, Other Wahlberg. Uh, <laughs> thanks, Other Wahlberg. That's going to do it for us. Mm. Thanks, everybody, for listening. For me, for Brian, for Brian, and for Andy. <laughs> we'll, we'll see you. That's a bad horse. We'll see you next time. <laughs>
This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this at frogpants.com. My mom wants to get butane. Yeah, get some bu- butane. <laughs> like my butane. It's like butane. Beck trying to Beck trying to bend a word to try to make it rhyme in one of his songs. Yeah. <laughs>